0: the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout
1: and the stands. Hello everyone and welcome along to the Liverpool Echoes post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel with me, Patrick Smith, after Liverpool got their Europa League campaign off to a winning start with a 3-1 away win to LASK, For the second time this week, the Reds surprisingly trailed in a dreadful first half and fought back excellently in the second to win 3-1. Goals from Darwin Nunez, Luis Diaz and Mohamed Salah ensured the Reds were spared any blushes heading into this weekend's Premier League showdown with West Ham. Let's bring you all the reaction then. Up first is Ian Doyle from the LASK Press Box, followed by Jürgen Klotz Press Conference, a bonus inclusion of my chat on the whistle with Liverpool.com editor Matt Addison and plenty of LFC fan reaction.
0: The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel
2: an encouraging start to Liverpool's Europa League campaign. I'm sure that music's not for them, but yeah, we'll power on here. Well, yeah, you're right. Liverpool have won here uh, in Linz against LASK uh, 3-1. And uh, as you can really tell, as, as Theo just mentioned, there's almost like a party still going on outside the stadium. But this is the biggest game that probably uh, they've ever had here at Linz. They've had Manchester United and Tottenham here in the past. Not at this stadium, because this only opened in February. But I think certainly the United game is behind closed doors to in COVID time. So... It's been a bit of a celebration to be honest, and for the first half mask uh, had quite a lot to celebrate. They they went ahead to a very well worked goal from a from a set piece of corner that was swung back to the edge of the area where uh, Florian Flecker he, uh, knocked it in uh, from the edge of the area. And at that point, you, you just got the feeling it was a little bit warm desk, let's say, from Liverpool. They'd made 11 changes, which I think we have to bear that in mind. Uh, we'll come on to them a little bit in a minute. But. They had a lot of the ball, just weren't doing anything with it. Second half, to be fair, Klopp didn't actually make any changes until after Liverpool had drawn level through a penalty by Darwin Nunes, which had been won by Stefan Basetic, who was making his first appearance in six months after that injury that he got towards the end of last season. Um, he was actually playing at right back in the kind of hybrid inverted right back role, certainly for a little while he was playing in that. Half. Because Liverpool didn't quite get to go through the game properly, I thought in the first half towards hard time he, he wasn't really playing in that position but the fact is he was there to get into the box when get the ball across for Diaz he was he was taken out Nunes stepped up to score the penalty and it was only a thing like seven or eight minutes later when Liverpool had made a few changes that they went ahead this time, to be fair, it was a great move. Jojo Gomez, who was one of the substitutes, he, was, he came on at right back for Vercetich, played the ball to the halfway line. Darwin Nunes held it up, and Nunes himself, I thought, had a very good game. He was basically everything you want from Nunes. A bit of a nuisance, got on a few headers, but used the ball well, kept it well, and was involved in all the goals. Like, he, he tends to be involved when things happen in Liverpool. And he, uh, he held it up, played it out wide to right to Harvey Elliott, who instantly put the ball down the line. Ryan Gravenberg, who made his first start, uh, he went off towards the end of the though we believe that was from Crampton rather than no injury, which isn't a surprise given how few minutes he got for Bayern Munich last year. Um, he raced down the line, pulled it back, and there was Luis Diaz to, to knock it in, and that was 2-1. Uh, Mohamed Salak he- he came off the bench towards the end as well, and he managed to get his goal. I think that's... Eleven or twelve games now, which he's had a a, a goal involvement. This was his third goal of the season. It was cracking one as well. Nunez got in, won the ball, got inside the area, just gave Salah a little pass. who so just burst through one defender and then put the ball through the net uh, through the uh, legs. Sorry, of uh, Tobias Laval, the uh, the goalkeeper for, for uh, Lask. So all in all, Liverpool. It looks like a comfortable win, and in the end, it was. I think that they the, the superior class told in the end, but also also told I thought it was the superior fitness. They were still running. I mean, lit, last. I can't call them Lintz because that's where we are, but it's actually, you know, Lask is their name. Uh, They gave it a bit of a go actually in the last 10 minutes, but Liverpool kind of kept them at arm's length. Going back to the changes, Booman Kelleher was in goal, and he, uh, to be fair, he had no chance with a goal. It was a cracking goal that he scored, but overall I thought he did quite well. Very confident in what he did. The defenders had a lot of confidence in him as they should do given the fact that he's very ready at Liverpool down when he's played. And of course the question now is whether or not he's going to stay in goal for this competition. It looks as though he, he might well do given this is probably, you could argue one of Liverpool's, is it probably Liverpool's hardest away game? The atmosphere, I have to say, was, was great. It'll be the it'll, Even if he's not the hardest game on the pitch, he's certainly going to be, I'd be surprised if Toulouse uh, and Union of Belgium, whether they've got a better atmosphere than this because it was really genuinely really really good, it was what you want from this kind of competition, as I say, they're still having a party here, but uh, mentioned Kelleher, he was in goal, Costa uh, Simikassi started at left back and he was okay, a bit better in the second half like a lot of the other players, Van Dyke and Canati started centre back because they needed the minutes, I mentioned Bacetic. uh it was a big night for Ben Doak, he made his first start, as a senior footballer actually, and not much for Liverpool, at 17, just, just done, he's not far off being 18. 18 in November, I think. Yeah, and that made him the fourth youngest player to play for Liverpool in Europe, the European competition. On this a point if you knew that Phil Charnett, Raheem Sterling and Mike Lowen are the three youngest ones. Um, so he was on the right, Said Nunes was in the, in the middle and on the left was... Uh, Lewis Deers at the attacker was a midfielder was probably the most interesting bit But we had Gravenberge making his first start, Endo who did struggle, struggle a little bit because he was the one that more the most in the first start, he was only making his second start and you can see why he's going to have to be eased into the team and also there was Javier, who was in the strange position at 20 years of age I mean by some distance the most experienced Liverpool midfielder to, to be out there and he, again, he was like one of two of the players, didn't Put themselves in glory in the first half, but Klopp said after the game that he spoke to the players after and said, "Look, you're actually doing better than you think you are." And I think he showed them one or two. He showed them one or two uh, instances on the on the video. So we just need to do this a little bit differently. And you could tell that in the, in the second half, Liverpool did step it up, did get the win, and that's Klopp's fiftieth win uh, in Europe as Liverpool management who were the first person to, yeah, first boss with the Champions. That's to reach that uh, landmark figure, Rafael Benitez got 49, but top being Klopp basically said, look. You know, we played that many games in Europe that have been there for a certain amount of years that you know it's perhaps not a surprise that I've got up to this and uh, well, they did also let's say add the, and if we're still on 50 come the end of December I don't think anyone's going to be too happy with that but can't see that happening uh, the other game finished one all uh, between Union and Toulouse tonight so Liverpool are already two points clear at the top They're in a strong position and of course it's a fifth, fifth successive win any really worry obviously is that that's the 4 of them come when they've been come from behind good show of the resilience but you'd rather have like a game against Aston Villa where you're on the front front from the start and you're able to you know, from position relative comfort throughout the game because there's going to be harder tests than this but for now you know top top gamble of not gamble but decision to make the eleven changes paid off Liverpool have one and they've got the Europa League campaign underway
0: the post game podcast on the blood red channel
3: You let I'll let him sit. Okay.
4: Thank you, everyone. The time is short because we have to catch a flight, so I will get through as many as I can as quick as I can.
5: Also, bitte, gut halten, weil wir haben viel Zeit. Wir müssen den Punkt
3: nicht. Sie haben viel gewartet schon auf uns, aber wäre schön, wenn man frühzeitig nehmen könnte. Gut, Who? ist Who? 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 Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, uh, so obviously, last shot in the first half, one shot on target, and it was in after I piece, peace. Um, we had very good moments, but I saw that the boys didn't feel them. It was not that we could gain confidence from our good moments, and like thought and we can maybe we should do that again, so but we suffered a lot from the lesser good moments, like confidence wise frustration grew, that makes no sense. It's human, but it makes no sense anyway and um, so that was we showed two football situations from the first half where we did really well, um because I'm pretty sure the boys would have thought. There was nothing good in the first half, but that's not true. We had good moments, and that's what we showed. And besides that, I told them we have to get rid of the frustration and start and start getting back into the game again. And we have a good chance to 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 to, to turn it around. Uh, and that's what we did. And um, I really, I'm really happy. I'm really, really happy because I knew it will be difficult. It was difficult. We won it, well deserved. And that's it. So it kind of shows what
4: you've already achieved. But I think maybe. <laughs> Maybe tonight you
3: also saw that you've got some young players who can achieve a lot more in the future as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. how that? I I know how how the how the world is, and I know that um, um, people expect us to fly through this competition. That will not happen. That will not happen. That will not have in the group stage, that will not have in the knockout stage, that will not happen. So we have to, we have to dig into it and that's what we did. Oh well, massive learning curve tonight. The the opponent suffered much less from the pitch than we did, uh, which is quite not a little bit normal because we had the ball more often. But besides that, we had to get used to it. So we can learn so much if he would have used um, Ben Dog a little bit more often, give him the ball. Um, I think he would have come couple more times on the touchline and, and 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 pass the ball inside or whatever. Um, Stefan found a way into the game after a rather difficult start, but we we brought him. We caused him problems, obviously with the, with the timing of our passes. Uh, yeah, and oh, Ryan played a super game in a, in a really difficult circumstance and it was really decisive for us. Um, Ibu could have could get 80 minutes, I think. Stefan could get minutes. So so many positives. And I'm cheeky enough to be really happy about that game, really.
4: Just about the 50th
3: win. Oh, they, they just make. I mean, I don't know. not want to? Let me say it like it this: if we are up, if I have still 50 after group stage, then I'm still the most successful Liverpool manager, and everybody will hate the fact. So we should, and not the sex most successful manager. You know what I mean? The highest number, of whatever European games, um, and everybody would hate it. So. Nice. We played quite a lot of games in Europe. In Europe, so that's good um, that we won. That many, yeah, we qualified quite frequently for for finals. Of course, we should have won games, and we make life really complicated for the translator. By the way, um, right? Um, no, it's great, um, but probably it's because in the competition there are just much more games than in the past. I'm pretty sure that's a, that's. A, I think so. Don't, don't you think so? Okay we have to let him translate: oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry.
5: Sorry. We, uh, I thought the you applauded uh, the, uh, the crowd, and uh, what did you say to the atmosphere in the stadium? Yeah, the stadium is, is great. I mean, the pitch is really bad, so I'm glad that we are not played here in December. Uh, everything else uh, was, was uh, very good. I mean, five eight hundred. So great atmosphere. Um, yeah let's see. So what do you think uh, about last uh, for the next <coughs> games? What chances uh, will last have? Uh, and it's hard to say uh, for me, um, but they were very good organized. Uh, they played with real passion. Uh, the first law of fall was uh, bad, but otherwise they, they played good. So I think everything is possible.
4: Aldo, thank you.) <coughs> Thank you. See
3: you. Bye. Ciao.
0: The post game podcast on the Blood Red channel.
1: And I'm joined by Liverpool.com editor Matt Addison to react to Liverpool's 3 1 away win at Lask in the Europa League. Yes, the Reds got their Europa League campaign off to a winning start. For the second time this week, Liverpool had a dreadful first half, where they surprisingly found themselves behind, but then fought back excellently in the second. So, Matt, Liverpool.com editor, let's get your reaction to this one then. It's a pretty strange one once again for Liverpool, but three points nonetheless.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's mitigating circumstances in terms of the slow start, at least this time. It's, you know, 11 changes that Jurgen Klopp's made. There's a few players there that haven't played this season. Stefan Becetic, new role, hasn't played for five months, certainly at senior level. I know he made, a, I think, a substitute appearance for Spain's under-21s, but that's the only football he's really had since the injury that ended last season. So I think there is, you know, an explanation, really, at least this time around. You know, in in previous matches, Liverpool have started slowly and, you know, there hasn't really been any excuse. I think at least this time there was. They maybe get a little bit lucky. I think it's a, a pretty soft penalty that gets them back into it, but... I think from that point they look a class above, and as soon as Mohamed Salah comes on, you can see just is desperate for the goal, and he gets it. So I think there's enough there to to explain why Liverpool struggled a little bit, but equally I think far far um, you know easier in, in the end than than what it was looking like. I think that the decision really to to not make uh, or sorry to make as many changes as as what they did was was definitely justified. I think that is something that I would have done. I think I would have gone wholesale as Jurgen Klopp did. I didn't think that he necessarily would, but I'm glad he did. I think that's got to be the template because, you know, quite clearly Liverpool are streets ahead of, of these teams that they're going to be playing against when they play properly and, and do, uh, you know, as we expect them to do. So, yeah, it's a good start. Um, obviously, they need to top the group and they're in a decent position to, to be able to go on and do that now. Um, but, yeah, I think it, it it was good in the end, but the first half was a little bit painful.
1: Yeah, it's becoming a bit of a theme on this show, isn't it, where we have the first five or so minutes reacting to the terrible Liverpool sluggish start once again. And then, of course, the second five minutes or 10 minutes will be, you know, waxing Liverpool, how great they were. But let's get through the nitty gritty then, mate. It was a very, very sloppy first half. Now, granted, the clock made 11 changes. It was an entirely new midfield. Players playing at positions such as by settership right back. How did you think the first half went, though? Because Liverpool have got a bad habit of they going behind trailing in these first halves. But to be fair to them, the goal they conceded, it's not one that you can really do much about, is it?
5: Yeah, they, they could have been slightly quicker, I think, to close it down. But I think it, you've got to give credit. Sometimes it was obviously a very good finish, good goal. Um, but yeah, it's it, its a familiar problem, isn't it? They, they just need to, to start a little bit quicker and, and get into a position where they're in control. I think the problem they had for the majority of last season we've seen it a little bit already this season in terms of you know just not being able to string passes together Harvey Elliott has been brilliant so far this season coming off the bench and was much better in the second half but for the first half an hour in particular, just couldn't string a pass together. He couldn't find, you know, another Liverpool player. So that was a bit frustrating. I think, you know, Graven Burke obviously coming into a new team, there's always gonna be a little bit of a, a, an adjustment period for him. I thought there were really good signs actually from him as he warmed into it. What maybe less so, wasn't particularly brilliant, didn't do loads, didn't particularly stand out. But i think that's the the key really for Liverpool is that they've got to start with a little bit more intensity but they've just got to be better with the passing um as soon as as soon as that starts to change you suddenly see them being in complete control and and suddenly the match changes from that position onwards so i think that's what you'd like to see in future it could have been a lot easier than than what it was but i don't think you can complain too much because they did have to step it up a gear they did that and Ultimately, they were you know, comfortable winners in the end. So I'm not massively worried by it. And as I said before, I think there's there's definitely a mitigation for it in that, as you say, 11 changes, you are going to expect a little bit of a, an adjustment period just to, to play with each other. A few new players, a few different roles. I do think it was understandable to an extent. So, yeah, no harm done in the end. Uh, even if, you know, for, for for West Ham at the weekend, I would expect, you know, Liverpool to be a little bit faster and a little bit better. Obviously, they'll have a stronger team out for that. There'll be, you know, opportunities for them to, to show that, the, well, I suppose that the couple of times they've done it this season, there's been, you know, a bit of mitigation. At some point, that has to stop. But, you know, they've won. Let's not go too overboard.
1: Yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, not only were there 11 changes, this is probably one of Lask's biggest games in their entire history, particularly in Europe. Like, you know, this is their big one of the season basically so of course they're going to be up for it in the first half whereas Liverpool their are 11 changes um to be fair from the goal of Liverpool conceded it's one of those where if you've got a man standing out on the edge of the box on the corner and they swing it in and score from the near post if you complain why is that man on the edge of the box I think now you know you say you know you have that shot you try and hit that one in a hundred and he hit that one a hundred shot today to be fair to the last player I forget his name but yeah great taking strike from him but you touched there Matt let's move on to the good show you mentioned the midfield what do you make, then, of Ryan Gravenberch's first start in Liverpool shirt? Of course, for as well, nice to see him actually play in normal circumstances rather than coming on with 10 men or holding out a game, isn't it?
5: Yeah, I thought Gravenberch was, was pretty good, actually. There was a few a few nice touches. There was a moment in the first half, even where Liverpool was struggling a bit, but he got himself onto the ball, tried to play that one-two that didn't quite come off to get into the penalty area, but... think that's something that we've just not really seen enough from Liverpool midfielders over the last couple of seasons and you know you compare what he was offering there to what Liverpool had last season, they didn't really have that drive forward, the ability to take the ball under pressure or get into the box and add an extra player into the mix who can potentially score. I think we are going to see a a great deal of of creativity, we've already seen an assist, I thought he did really well with the the goal, it's good work from him and Elliot and obviously Diaz then puts it in, so there's lots of of good things I think to to take from it there's obviously a lot more to come from him it would be a lot easier for him I'm sure if he was to start against West Ham and have you know Suboslay and you know maybe Curtis Jones or Alexis McAllister alongside him I think that would be you know a a much easier game to to come into so I think given all of the circumstances I think he did really well and and there were there were were good signs I'm not really prepared to, to judge him really for another two or three months I think you know, if it takes him that long to to adjust and, and get into the Liverpool team, then so be it. But the early signs are good. Uh, I'm sure we'll see a lot more of him probably off the bench in the Premier League and, and that sort of stuff. I think, you know, th- there's clearly a talented player there. Liverpool really excited to to get him over the line and, and get him in. So, yeah, loads to, to come from him. Uh, but I think the Europa League might be his competition. I think that might be where he does that integration. And if he carries on doing what he's been doing, then... Uh, yeah, i think that that can only be a good thing for liverpool
1: yeah i, I you agree yeah Cien, i think he was very industrious you know got his head down and did lots of dirty work and you know sometimes goes unnoticed but i was kind of looking out for it really impressed with him and then grand you say you can tell there's you know there is potential for a world-class footballer you can just tell from the way he sort of glides around the pitch and those effortless touches but of course Liverpool fans will be thinking oh god not again after he went down injured another midfielder but klopp will clear that one up in his press conference we hope if not today, probably tomorrow. We'll have both of those for you on the Blood Red YouTube channel. So make sure you're sticking around and watching those, everyone, because we'll bring you that as soon as you have it and get Jürgen Klopp's reaction. But uh, Matt, speaking of midfielders, one who's playing out of position today was Stefan Bysetic, basically playing the Trent role. Now, I've been saying they should be playing a centre midfielder in that right back role to see how they work cutting in field. And Stefan Bysetic, to be fair to him, took it like a duck to water, didn't he?
5: Yeah, it was uh, something I wrote during the international break, uh, trying to, to fill a couple of our, our slots when there wasn't <laughs> much football going on. But I'm glad that Jurgen Klopp has tried it. I think it, it makes loads of sense. He came into Liverpool as a centre-back, so he is you know defensively aware. They've obviously moved him forward a little bit into midfield. He can clearly pass and dictate the game. I think all of the uh, raw materials are there to make him a, a real uh, promising player in that position. And. You look at how many midfielders liverpool have got i don't think it's necessarily going to be easy for him to get loads of minutes in his preferred role so you know maybe that hybrid role being a backup to trent maybe that can be something that they look at and, and can can use a little bit more going forward so it's definitely something i wanted to see i think it was always going to be a little bit difficult for him tonight given how long he's been out uh the pitch wasn't great the, the passing from the rest of his teammates wasn't great i think you're going to see the best of you know even Trent in that role only when Liverpool are in control and they're dominant and they can kind of drift into those positions and it's almost a little bit of a free role when Liverpool are at their best you, you know we saw um, in the Villa game we've seen it you know when Liverpool have been dominant whoever it is whether that's Trent or, or by Cetic, they've got the passing range and the intelligence really to just find little pockets of space they can drop off a little bit dictate the game from deep but the only way that that works really is when Liverpool are, are at the best, that the stuff around them has to work for that role to work. So tonight wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't like a a complete performance from him. It wasn't, you know, a, a, this is a new option that we can now look at or, you know, even I'm sure if he'd have come in and, and absolutely stormed it, there would have been a conversation around maybe we do that and, and put trends in midfield and all sorts of, of things like that. So it, it's not one that's going to get anybody overboard or or carried away but i think there is real potential when liverpool are the best i think there's there's a real option to play him there in the future and as i say he's, he's so young he will just want to to get those minutes if the minutes come there as a number six as a number eight it doesn't really matter i think he's he's just a player that is so technically gifted that i think you could play him in you know a variety of roles and he's clearly clearly very very good
1: yeah, could not agree more. As this comment says, you know, through the lads and evil game time, see the best of the knock behind, but fast at goal, grew stronger as game went on. We got the win, but yeah, from by set it's nice to see him back playing, isn't he? Of those minutes, obviously, during the international break for the Spanish under 21s, hadn't played a game for Liverpool since March. So yeah, great to have him back in the fold. He's a really, really talented young player, and it's handy as well that he can seemingly play in this right back role as Joe Gomez, I think, is more suited to be the centre back. Um, let's round off then, Matt, shall we? So the attack, once as ever, Liverpool relying on them to pull them through the game. Darwin Nunes played again today, scored again today. Luis Diaz played well, scored again. What on earth are you going to play as your front three for West Ham on Sunday, Matt? Because it doesn't really matter, I suppose. But then on the other hand, you know, who should Liverpool go for as their starting front three?
5: I think the one thing I took away from tonight is the fact that Jota and Gakpo didn't, uh, didn't start the game and, and weren't involved. So I think it'll be those two and, and Mohamed Salah, I think it almost didn't matter what Diaz and, and Nunez did today. The fact that they started suggests that maybe they won't be involved in, in the weekend's game, which is interesting. I thought maybe those two would have been the two for the weekend. Diaz is, is definitely my number one on the left-hand side. and I think Nunez against a team like West Ham, who probably will attack a little bit, Liverpool might have a bit of an opportunity to, to counter. I think maybe that could have made sense, but I think it, it says to me that they're going to go with, with Jota and, and Gakpo. So, maybe there's a, an argument that, that, that Gakpo is in there for a little bit of extra hype from the set pieces for the weekend. So maybe that's the, the thinking with him, but yeah, I would suggest that my, uh, my, my guess would be that Salah starts obviously and, uh, and Gakpo and, and Jota, but it's not necessarily what I would do, but I think that's what we're probably going to see in the Europa League. It's going to be maybe Ben Doak plus two, and then the other three are, are the ones for the weekend that follows. So yeah. yeah, definitely something to watch out for, but I think that would, uh, that would be my guess
2: from this point.
0: The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
4: Mike Holt from Go in the Match Podcast with my review on Lask one Liverpool three, starting the group very well. Um, yeah, it's not the Champions League, but it's European football. It's. Uh, Slightly depressing playing on a Thursday, especially at quarter to six, rushing home from work, getting everything sorted with the kids, but uh, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, we're in this competition because of the way we performed last season, Um, and we've sort of just got to take it by the scruff of the neck now and get on with it. Um, You see what happened in Klopp's first season when we were in the competition, you know we you can just go on a journey um, it, I think it's great for the for our for our fans that obviously travel away to these grounds are some of the most obscure places that you can go um, I've seen people out there today saying you know where it's obviously in the north of Austria I think' right and saying and you know it's it's a bit of uh, it's a bit of an expensive place I think to get a pint but uh you know you end up going on journeys and telling stories and that's what it's all about um in terms of the game itself, um, f- we started the first 10 ten, fifteen minutes pretty, you know, pretty fast, quite, quite well. Um, and obviously, they scored a goal, which you know, granted, it was you know, a bit of a screamer. Um, and then we sort of just took the foot off the gas a little bit. You know, we weren't very sloppy. And come the second half, um, you know, when Nunes gets the penalty, then he puts away. To be honest, I don't think it was a penalty. You know, Diaz actually had a shot, and then the tackle came in after the after the shot, so I think we got away with one there, um, getting the penalty, but as soon as the penalty went in, you know, we just looked so much more confident and, you know, the shackles of pressure almost came off, I'm not so, too sure there was any pressure or need for pressure, but we just started playing more at like Liverpool again and, you know, obviously when the subs come on at the end and Lask were looking tired, you know, that's where you can kill the game off, but, um, yeah, it was a mixture of a, a mixture of a game to start the group Um you know, these games are nice to, to bleed some of the young lads in and to give those fringe players and players that we've just signed, you know, your Endos and your Gavin Birches, chances to get minutes in their belt and, you know, Klopp can work with them in these games to sort of, and on the training ground, to implement what he wants. And, you know, to be honest with, with Endo, I've just tweeted before, the only thing that worries me a little bit with him playing the number six role is his range of passing, you know, his his distribution of passing in terms of long range, you know, every number six that we have had um, in the past under the Klopp era, you know, your Fabinos, your Hendersons, your Tiagos, they've got good quality um, long range passing and, you know, it gets us out of sticky situations, like it sets the wingers away, it turns the opposition around and, and Mark Too short Endo's really got that in his locker, so... I think if he's playing that number six role he's got he's got to be picked for certain games um that being said i thought graven birch is really good and um, he looked knackered towards the end but i thought he was really impressed um Pjessic obviously getting played at right back yeah i wasn't a massive fan of it i understood it because he wanted to play the inverted fullback sort of role but he didn't really get much of a chance to do that um any other notable players? I was a bit, a little bit disappointed with Simicast. I don't think he was really on it today. You know, he had a chance there to not to cement his place in the starting eleven, obviously, but to say, you know, I'm pushing Robertson for a place, and I don't think he really did that today. We didn't do it very well. Um, they, they were sort of the, the key things I pick up on individuals today. But main thing is three points. You know, if we just win our home games now, you know, we probably finish top of the group, don't we? get it done and dusted Um, and then you you know your last two games in the group sort of you can you can play your kids and give them the experience that they want and and need so going into west Ham this weekend that's the main one um that'll be a tough game obviously they play tonight as well which kind of in a way benefits us um you know hopefully we we can't use that excuse that we're tired going into it but that's a big one um to keep that premier league momentum Going, um, I'm looking forward to that game. Looking forward to seeing what starting lineup he goes with, and then you know we just keep keep this sort of this run together. That's what we need to do.
0: You've been listening to the post game podcast on the Blood Red channel.